You are listening to the Jewel City Podcast. To help spread the gospel of Jesus, give us a five-star rating. That'll help bump us up in the podcast platforms. Additionally, make sure you share it with your friends. Good evening. How's everybody? Everybody get a nap? No? Leanne says no? She doesn't nap. That's a problem. You should try it. It's really good. So this morning, you know, we're sitting here and uh, this guy sitting across from me turns on his flashlight. Like there's not enough lighting back here, but my daughter could not stop laughing because she's like, I don't think he knows how to turn it off, dad. Dad, he's struggling. He can't get it off. And he's sitting right there with this great big old flashlight going on. And the next thing you know, it's four great big bright lights go, and I'm like, he'll get it. (laughs) Anyway. I'm thankful for all the volunteers. You know, it is a blessing. You know, I wasn't in it, but I was here Monday through Wednesday sitting out there at the information desk, and uh, I'm thankful, very thankful. We couldn't do it without you, from parking to to every person that volunteered. You know, I'm thankful for for Carrie and and her heart that was in it, and it's, uh, it's just a blessing. Amen. So the title of the message is his father set us free from sin. I was heading down a direction studying with the Lord and I got stuck on verse nine in Deuteronomy five. I was, I was, I was in communion with the Lord. We were heading one direction, but I got stuck on verse nine. So Deuteronomy five, eight through 10, it reads, thou shalt not make the any graven image or any likeness of anything that is in heaven above, or that is in the earth beneath, or that is in the waters beneath the earth. Thou shalt not bow down thyself unto them, nor serve them. For I, the Lord thy God, am a jealous God. Let me tell you, names of God are important. Okay, I'm going to stop there for a second. Names of God are important. The Lord thy God is Jehovah Elohiki. And it means in Exodus 20, we read that, that he is the God that brought us out of, up out of, Egypt, out, of, out of Egypt, that delivered us from bondage. And then he says, am a jealous God, which is Kana, which is he is jealous. He desires your heart more than anything else in the world. He desires your heart, your relationship with you. Amen. And he says, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children until the third and fourth generation of them that hate me. And showing mercy unto thousands of them that love me and keep my commandments. His father set us free from sin. Nine, thou shalt not bow down thyself unto, unto them, nor serve them. For the Lord thy God am a jealous God. Second part of that scripture. Visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children until the third and fourth generation of them that hate me. Sin is hate. Think about it. The wages of sin is death. Sin is hate. God didn't create us to be sinful. God created us to be love and to be obedient, right? It tells me, it says the father is the one who passes the sin down. It doesn't say that the mothers. It says visiting the iniquities of the fathers upon the children. There's an obvious possibility that in my family, that one of my great, great grandfathers or even greater behind that had a drinking problem. My father had a drinking problem. It has been a curse in my family. My brother can stand there and testify. 
the fathers have passed down something of sin in, in nature, right? God didn't say Eve sinned and cursed mankind. It's not what the word of God tells me. It says Romans 5 and 12, wherefore as by one man sin entered into the world and death by sin. And so death passed upon all men for that all have sinned. All of mankind, all of our whole race in the loins of Adam, when he sinned, when he fell, we all sinned with him. Amen. Our sin is passed from generation to generation to generation through man. Psalms 51 and 5 in the NLT says, For I was born a sinner. Yes, from the moment my mother conceived me. In the NIV it says, Surely I was sinful at birth. Sinful from the time my mother conceived me. David confirmed that. David says right there that sin passed through conception, that the male is the provider. Sin is passed from generation to generation from the male. No child is held responsible for their sin. We may inherit a bondage, generational curses until we reach a certain age, right? But we don't have understanding of those things that are passed down to us. At 12 years old, whenever we popped my first top, I had no clue that I was about to step into bondage. I had no clue that sin was passed down. I had no clue what I was about to lock myself into or what the devil was about to lock me into. Amen? Nowadays, no child or adult, anyone, is responsible for their sins. They don't claim it. They just push it off. We're like Adam in the garden who said, it was the woman who gave it to me, God. We blame anybody else but we never take responsibility for our sins. So most parents don't even correct their children anymore. We try to do it a different approach. We try to love. Listen, whenever my, whenever my parents got gentle with me, it just enabled me to do more outrageous things. Whenever dad used to crack a whip, a belt on me, I thought about it before I did it again. But whenever I got grounded, that was just easy punishment, right? 1 Corinthians 15, 21 and 22 says, for since by man came death, by man came also the resurrection of the dead. For as in Adam all die, even so in Christ shall all be made alive. In Adam is sin and death, but in Christ is life, eternal life. What's the difference? Both were created by God the Father, right? 1 Corinthians 15, 45 tells me, and it is written, the first man, Adam, was a living soul. The last Adam was a quickening spirit. Verse 47 says, The first is of the earth, earthy. The second man is the Lord from heaven. If you don't know Jesus, then you're just a walking dirtbag, right? Look at your neighbor. Look at your neighbor and ask him, Are you a dirtbag? Let's get serious though, right? In Luke 1, 30 through 35. And the angel said unto her, Fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favor with God. And behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb and bring forth a son and shall call his name Jesus, Yesiah. Mm. Savior, God who is salvation. He shall be great and shall be called the son of the highest. And the Lord shall call 
the Lord shall give unto him the throne of his father David, and he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there shall be no end. Then Mary said unto the angel, How shall this be? Seeing I know not a man. She's telling us right there, I've never had a man, I'm a virgin. How can this possibly be? And the angel answered and said unto her, The Holy Ghost shall come upon thee, and the power of the highest shall overshadow thee. Therefore also that holy thing which shall be born of thee shall be called the Son of God. Jesus, Yahshua, is the Lord from heaven. Christ didn't know sin because sin wasn't passed down to him from his father. His father is holy. His father is holy. His father is Elohim. He's the Lord God, our creator. When we think about it, that fired me up. I never thought about it in, in such a way. Mary was a virgin. She didn't conceive in the normal process. She didn't have conception. Conception takes both man and woman. There was just a, an overshadowing of the Holy Spirit that placed a holy child inside of her womb. The greater one conceived the child inside of Mary. Mary was just a carrier that God had picked. You and I, the greater one is on the inside of us and we are one that God has picked for a certain time, for a season. And it may be just nine months like Mary when she bowed over this morning, when she bowed over Friday night, and I saw, I could just think about the travailing that she went through. I could think about all those things that my wife went through, that Mary went through. The calling that was on her life, the purpose, the holy calling to produce the Son of God, Jesus, our Messiah. She was just the carrier. You're the carrier of the anointed one inside of you. Jesus didn't receive any kind of sinful nature from man. He was strong in the spirit of the Lord from birth through death. And right now, as he sits at the right hand of the Father, he's still strong in the spirit of the Lord, and he is the anointed one. 1 Peter 2, 22 through 24 says, He did not commit sin, and no deceit was found in his mouth. When he was insulted, he did not insult in return. When he suffered, he did not threaten, but entrusted himself to the one who judges justly. Think about it. He committed no sin. That ain't me. There was no deceit found in his mouth. That ain't me. When he got insulted, and I get insulted, sometimes it ain't me. When I suffer, I got to trust in him. When you suffer, you got to trust in him. Sometimes we need our wives to snap us back into reality. Pastors shared, right? We all go through a time. We got to put our hope in Jesus. Why? He himself bore our sins in his body on the tree so that having died to sin, we might live for righteousness. He died. This birth of Jesus Christ created righteousness in the world for us, right? And by his wounds, we're healed. Jesus died on the tree so that we might be righteousness and so that we might live righteous lives. Righteousness came from the birth of Christ Jesus. 
Before then, it was just a sinful world with no hope. Righteousness. Living right. It's available to you and me. And listen, it means to turn away from our sin, from all of our old nature. By being born again, we're given an opportunity through the birth and the cross to confess our sins and to ask Jesus into our heart and into our lives. John 3, Jesus is talking to Nicodemus. Nicodemus couldn't understand. And Jesus answered him and said, said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Meaning you have to have a spiritual birth. It's no longer about flesh and blood. We need the Holy Ghost. We need a spiritual awakening inside of our inner man. And that is what he's promised us in the Holy Ghost, in the Holy Spirit, the helper and comforter. Listen, I was a radical change whenever I got saved. We need to become a radical believer in Christ Jesus. We need to have a change in our heart and in our spirit and everything that we do. Nicodemus, he couldn't understand it. And Jesus, he told him, he said, you're a good man. You're even a master of the law. But if we don't know, if we're not born again, we'll not see the kingdom of God. Amen. His father, Jesus' father, our father which are in heaven, set us free from sin. God gave us Christ Jesus, our deliverer. He delivered us out of Egypt. Whatever you were in slavery in, he came and delivered you out of that. He broke the bondage and said you're set free from sin. God gave us Christ Jesus, our healer. No matter what infirmities, no matter what inflictions, no matter what sickness, no matter what disease, our hope is in Christ Jesus. Christ Jesus. God gave us Christ Jesus, our peace. Jehovah Shalom. Through the storm, he stood up in that boat and he said, Peace, be still. And the storm, the storm just shut her down. God gave us Christ Jesus, our Redeemer, a promised heaven, eternal life. Amen. 2 Corinthians 5, 15 and 17. And that he died for all, that they which live should not henceforth live unto themselves, but unto him which died for them and rose again. That they which live should not henceforth live unto themselves, but unto him which died for them. We should live for Jesus. We should live a life that reflects Jesus in everything that we do. He rose again to give us new life. 17 says, therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature, meaning he's born again. All things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. I want you to examine yourself. Do you look different? Do you act different? We should all look different in our characters. One of the greatest compliments I ever got from one of my coworkers is I've seen you go from hell to heaven. I look different. I walk different. I talk different. I acted different. One of my greatest compliments came from my brother who I testified to saying, listen, Christ is our only hope. And he says, he said, I, I don't know what's happened to you, but you're different. And now I'm blessed that he comes to church every now and then up here with me. I'm blessed that he goes to a church. He and I, we ain't no different. By the grace of God, I didn't struggle as long as he did. But by the grace of God, he's been redeemed and pulled out of the sin. Amen. Amen. By the grace of God. Listen, he told us in, in verse 10, he said, And showing mercy 
unto thousands of them, of, of, unto thousands of them that love me and keep my commandments. Listen, men, and I wish there was more here. We have to carry ourselves in a way that reflects Christ. The generational curses have been passed down from generation to generation to generation. My son doesn't really remember me drinking. And I thank the Lord for that. My daughter doesn't remember at all. But I ain't trying to pass down no generational curse. And I'm praying that it stops here at me. I'm praying that they never pick up a bottle or a can and pop a top. I'm praying that none of that ever goes down to the third or fourth generations, that they'll stay pure. I'm praying that because of, because of my character, because of my integrity, because of the way that I walk in front of my children, because of, if I mess up, if I screw up, if I do something wrong, I admit it to my children. Trevor makes fun of me all the time. You want to do one of your imitations? Huh? Huh? Because you're pretty good at it. You're pretty good at it. There, there's, there's times where I ask for help and he'll just stand there. I'm like, are you going to help me or what? And he'll be like, man, dad, I will be sitting down. and You want to help me or what? And I'm like, calm down, dude. I'm sorry. Okay. You know, but I mean, I inherited anger also from my dad. My dad would pick up a chainsaw if it didn't start. You can ask my brother and he'd throw that thing 20 to 30 feet across the yard. Go pick that up for me. And we'd pick it up and bring it back. And when it wouldn't start again, guess what? Foof! Go pick that up for me. It'd probably work if you stopped throwing that thing, you know? We pass down things onto our children as fathers. We need to carry ourselves. We need to reflect in our own self as a grandparent, as a great-grandparent. We can change all that because we've been reborn. Through Christ Jesus. Amen. In closing, I have to ask you tonight. All heads up. Are you born again? Are you saved? Or are you living in sin? Through the birth of Jesus Christ. We're celebrating it. The birth of Jesus. He gave holiness and righteousness. Back to a sinful people. Because he knew if he came knocking at our heart and it was right that we would answer the calling just as Mary and we would serve our purpose with that birth of whatever it is, the Holy Spirit inside of us until Jesus returns. Amen. Amen. There's a book that I've been reading and I just want to share a piece of literature out of it and it's written by Larry Lee. And it tells us who Christ is to us. And it tells us what the Father has done for us. And it says, Father, you are Jehovah Sikhanu. You are my righteousness. I stand before you righteous and forgiven because of the blood of your dear Son. You are Jehovah Mekadesh, the Lord who sanctifies. You conform me and to the image of your son, and break sin's power over me. You are Jehovah Shalom, my peace. Jesus made peace by the blood of his cross and reconciled me to you. Now your peace, which passes all understanding, keeps my heart and my mind. You are Jehovah Shema. The Lord is there 
You have filled me with your overflowing presence. And you will never leave me nor forsake me. Thank you. Thank you, Father, for living in me. Amen. Amen. If you would, just bow your heads and close your eyes. Examine your hearts tonight. I just feel like the Lord told me to take communion. He sent me down this path of how he birthed Jesus Christ just for us. There is no hurry in this service and it is still quite early and the youth is going to yell at me. Listen, there's no rush out of here. I'm going to read the passage and then you're going to be able to come down here on your own time and pick up the bread and the cup. It has been a tough year for many people. I'm blessed that our pastor's here. Miss Danielle talked last night about many people saying how great she looked up here. It blessed me. You know, I I know she was out there and she said it kind of overwhelmed her that people were bragging about her, I guess. I don't know how to put that really, but it blessed me to watch her operate. Stephanie Van Pelt's up there dancing for the Lord and she needs breathing treatments every now and then. And who knows what else was going on. I'm blessed. My dear friend Dave Palmer, it's been a rough year for a lot of people. tonight I just want you to reflect on the birth of Christ the righteousness of heaven came down for you and for me to separate us from sin and redeem us I just want you to reflect on Yahshua Jehovah, Yahweh, Emmanuel. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take eat. This is my body, which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. And after the same manner also, he took the cup. When he had supped, saying, This is the New Testament and my blood. This do ye as oft as you drink it in remembrance of me. We ask Dave Bennett and Dave Palmer and their wives to come down. I'm going to read that passage out of the book again. Father, you are Jehovah's Sid Canoe, you are my righteousness. I stand before you righteous and forgiven because of the blood of your dear son. You are Jehovah Mekadesh, the Lord who sanctifies. You conform me to the image of your son and break sin's power over me. You are Jehovah Shalom, 
my peace. Jesus made peace by the blood of his cross and reconciled me to you. Now your peace, which passes all understanding, keeps my heart and my mind. You are Jehovah Shammah. The Lord is there. You filled me with your overflowing presence. And you will never leave me nor forsake me. Dear Heavenly Father, as we step into partaking and breaking of your bread, it was your body, Lord God, which was broken and bruised for us. And by your stripes we're healed, Lord God. Father, as we drink of your cup tonight, the blood of the new covenant, it's the promise of eternal life, the new birth through Christ Jesus, our Lord and Savior. Lord, I pray for everyone here tonight, Lord God. Lord, that we would just take our time, not rush out of here, but just linger in your presence, Lord God, because I feel you here. Lord, if people are searching for answers, I pray that you would provide. If they're searching for healing or a miracle, Lord God, I trust in you. Lord, if they just want to say, I love you, that's all I want to say too is I love you. Lord, you are holy and mighty and righteous and we surrender this service to you in the name of Jesus. And amen. Thank you for listening to the Jewel City Podcast. 